From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. Hey, happy Monday. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Uh, This year's presidential election has been full of interesting events, and today we'll speak with a Mississippi resident who's getting involved in her own unique way. Kelly Jacobs of North Mississippi recently made a dress to support Hillary Clinton, wore it outside the Democratic National Convention, and is now the New York Historical Society Museum has it on display. Later, we'll speak with recording artist Tania about her latest single, Reference. And here's the question of the day. If you could pick one past president to serve another term, who would it be? Call at 877 MPB Ring, and we'll be back right after the news. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. Happy Monday. Absolutely gorgeous day out there in Mississippi. Hoping you're having a great day, and thank you for tuning in. Tell you what, we got a great show today. Got a couple really strong guests. Well, actually, more than a couple, but we're going to have them on. And Kelly Jacobs is going to be the first one to count. Imagine this. Imagine you decide to design your own dress for a political convention, and imagine you end up on the front of the New York Times. That's awesome. You end up, and it's like, talk about your this 15 really minutes. Happened. It really <laughs> happened. And so Kelly will talk about that. Kelly's very passionate. She's from North Mississippi. And we're going to hear a little bit about how she got so involved in politics, but how she made that incredible dress. And I'm not even going to spoil it because it's really a fun dress. Uh, just perfect. Just get a little closer to your speaker and you'll be able to see it because that's the magic of radio. <laughs> also, too, we're going to have Ben and Tania Eichelberger on. Of course, they are from the amazingly talented band Tania which yes. uh, you see where the name comes from. And they're on the road. They're on the road in their RV, which they, they bought. And, uh, I, you know, any marriage that stays together in an RV driving around the country, you know that's a good marriage. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> so, And, of course, their producer, Tywo Gaynor, is going to be in as well. And I tell you, she's got a new – or they've got a new song out called Reference that is just – Powerful, good stuff, mm-hmm. incredible vocals too. She's just got such a strong voice, and she's a graduate of Murrah High School, so that says a lot about her talent. You know, oh yeah, being a graduate of Murrah, just yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. I thought there might have been the word "me" in there somewhere, <laughs> but I wasn't quite sure. Uh, how are you doing today, Sharita? Well, I'm doing well. Good. Uh, this is an exciting week. This is JSU's homecoming week, so I'm excited to see some of my sorority sisters. And I don't know if I'm going to the game or not, but uh, this is exciting. So not to be mean to my good friends at JSU, but they're going to pass the hat? Uh, I hope so. We need to do something. <laughs> things, things are looking a little dire there on the funding side. So yeah, maybe yeah. do a GoFundMe side thing. Right. That'd I mean, be good. why not? Hey, hey, you know, it works for, that's how, of course, Ben and Tina got their RVs. So, right. You know, we, anything's possible. That's what it's there for. And you did a little bit of emceeing over the weekend, correct? Yeah, I was at Thymar Hall yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for Paint the Runway, which is a uh, breast cancer awareness show. Friends of Survivors yeah. are the uh, sponsors, and they honor those who have survived breast cancer and those who did not survive. So it was a wonderful fashion show. Some of the survivors even modeled. So oh, that's it was awesome. Great. Yeah. We were on the front steps of Thymar Hall. The fountains were pink, uh, the water and everything. It was great. Couldn't ask for a prettier day yesterday, too, for it. Yeah. Incredible. It, it wasn't mean, too nippy for me because, you know, I'm very cold natured. Yes, you are. And it was fine. Yeah. If it's below 100 degrees, she's got the heater on. Just to let you know that, folks. But the yeah. libations warm you up, too. 
I was up in northwest Tennessee. I'd never been to Real Foot Lake before. Mm-hmm. And Real Foot Lake was a lake that was formed by the New, Nebrid, New Madrid earthquake, as I'm totally my tongue falls out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the really bad earthquake that made the Mississippi River go backwards. Well, basically, the land sunk and it created a lake. But I was up for a speech up at the University of Tennessee, Martin. And uh, we went out there into the lake. Absolutely gorgeous. And they had bald eagles. Oh, oh they have 31 nests. And they had this giant cage where they put the bald eagles that are ill that need to be rehabbed, like if they break a wing or something. And I got to go in the cage, and I actually got to be up right next to a couple of male bald eagles that were crammed in the corner. And you know why they were crammed in the corner? Why is that? The female bald eagle was, like, fussing at them, and they were, like, hiding in the corner. And that made for a lot of good jokes. Sounds about right. Definitely on that. (laughs) You got all your Halloween candy bought? Uh, no, but I'm a big fan of candy corn, and apparently I okay, just discovered yeah, on Facebook that yeah, you and I are going to have not. to talk here. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> it is the candy equivalent of Brussels sprouts. Uh, Brussels sprouts are the bomb, first of all. Okay, no, blame, blame my grandmother because she got me on the candy corn when I was Oof. young, and they, I mean, they are extremely sticky now. But I still like candy corn. WikiLeaks has just released all the houses that are serving candy corn, so that we're going <laughs> to know which houses not to go to on that. Right, right. So, oh. Well, I watched. I stayed up late watching the Seahawks, and uh, oh, you didn't watch Walking Dead? No, like, that was brutal. That's in fact, Walking Dead has gotten to be just like this presidential election. Why do you say that? Because last night it was just so brutal and so violent and so gross. Yeah, you know, seeing somebody beat the devil with a bat, you're like, okay, I'm, that's why I ended yeah. up stop watching it because it was just it's it was like, yeah. too gory for me. Right. So anyway, yeah. Seahawks. As I interrupted you, yeah, they were uh, they, they ended in a tie. It was so fun because I was watching the game and then I left the house and I was listening to the game on radio and I was imagining everything as it was happening and that was so exciting to listen to a football game on the radio. Oh, I, it was I so 1930. You know, that's great. Yeah. But I mean, the power of the spoken word. It's incredible. Right. But I didn't know that NFL games could end in a tie. It shows you how much I know about football. I didn't know they could either. I thought yeah. they had to do sudden death and all that good stuff. Well, they tried. And then uh, somebody, both both guys missed the field goals at the end. Um, yeah. You know, they would have sealed the game. So that was really It was 6-6, six, six, wasn't it? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> mm, boy, an offensive thriller there, so, to say the least. But um, before we get uh, our guest, uh, our guest Kelly on, mm-hmm. you know, our question of the day is if you could pick one past president to serve another term, who would it be? And your Facebook lit up. It is. Um, and it's still lighting up. So yeah. and Twitter also, both of them. It's great. What a great question. So. Yeah. And we also have a caller on the line who wants to get a head start on that. James is in Wiggins. Good morning, James. Hey, James. Hi. Hey, what's your answer? Hello? Yeah, you're on. Who would you like to see be another president for another term? My first choice would have to be Dwight D. Eisenhower. No kidding. How come? Because, well, most people alive today, well, don't even remember him. But I remember him as a small child and the effect that he had on the nation. I mean, he came up with a national highway system that we have today, the interstate highway system. And he got the idea of seeing the, from seeing the Autobahn in Europe during World War II. Second, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of veterans went to college and got college degrees who would have never seen college doors otherwise. And this fundamentally changed our workforce. Yeah, he's definitely a strong um, difference he made. And, you know, you drive down the interstate and they'll have the little Eisenhower interstate system signs. And so... I mean, could you imagine trying to drive anywhere in this country on a two-lane road now? It would be nearly impossible. Mm. Yeah. 
Thank yeah. you for that call, James. Great call, James. It. Good deal. Sharita, who would you like to see be president? Uh, That's a tough one. It is. Uh, you know, one lady commented on your page and said John F. Kennedy it would be interesting to see what would have happened had he served a full term. And I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, same way with Lincoln. You know, mm-hmm. Reconstruction would have been a lot easier. Maybe we wouldn't have had some of the woes that we had. So, yeah. But you're, you're going to think, you know, I, I'm oh, George Washington would be great. Could you imagine George Washington today? Oh. The first time a plane flew over, he'd hit the <laughs> dirt. He'd like, ah! Right. So that would be, a, you know, it would Very probably different. take him a while to get back up to speed. Oh, what are nuclear weapons? Right. So, <laughs> so that would be a little bit great. Well, we got Kelly Jacobs on the line. How about that? Yeah, we'll do that. Good morning, Kelly. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Uh, hello. What <laughs> a jump. Good morning, Sharita. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we just thought, you know, we'd make this as smooth as possible for you. So, Kelly, um... <laughs> First of all, you 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 have incredible energy. You love politics. And I just wanted to ask you, how did you get involved? Because I always love hearing how people get this passionate and so involved into political races. Well, when Al Gore won the election and then, and then lost the election, I realized that the only thing I had done for him was vote. I hadn't donated any money nor time. And that was really the turning point for me. I just thought that can never happen again. I don't want to look back and think that I didn't do what I could to help somebody who was so deserving to be our president become the president. So you decided to correct that. You got involved, too, with your with your child's school, didn't you? That's kind of how you really got your feet wet going into the politics. Yeah, I, I thought well, I was raised that when you grow up, you uh, you attend your um, your local PTA meetings and you go to the school board meetings and, you know, you are active in your child's life at school so they feel supported and then things kind of went haywire and they banned books they banned the goosebump books and the babysitter club books because they said if the children read the goosebump books they would the boys would become violent and the girls would become pregnant if they read the babysitter books which was freaking ridiculous and so I bet to say has, has there ever been a documented case on either one of them? Because I remember the Goosebumps controversy. I think I even did a couple of cartoons about it. And I remember some of the hate mail from that. It was pretty interesting times. Um, but what what was the resolution on that? What did you end up doing to fight that? Uh, I planned. Uh, I, I started getting to get people together, parents together, and to push against it. But and eventually we replaced that. A school board member with somebody else, but they did remove the books from the bookshelves. They refused to accept goosebump books that I donated to the libraries. They took them off the shelves, and I don't. I presume that they're back on the shelves now because they never had any basis for that. The school board member even read, said, "I'm going to prove it to you," and he read one at the school board meeting. And we kept waiting for him to get to some bad part that never came. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! I tell you, one of the greatest circuses on this planet is going to a political convention. I mean, it's just so much fun. It's incredible people watching, and, and you know the energy. And I've I've gotten to cover one, and you've been to, what, you've been to two now? I'm trying to think how many four. you've been to. Four. Okay, four. And um, one of the things I love is how people dress up, and you are the poster child for that because you have absolutely created some of the most awesome dresses ever. Talk about this process, because number one, now, thanks to the Internet, you can make your own fabric. And we'll get into that in just a second. But what was your first dress like? Uh, well, I at the first convention, I wore uh, I wore lot, gobs and gobs of buttons, political buttons. And I rattled when I walked, and they, it was very heavy. But I also made a peace dress from two flags. The front side was the peace and the back side was the old miss um old miss rebels flag. So it said old miss rebels on it with uh, Colonel Rebel on the back. And it was a reversible dress and I just love that dress. People were very struck. It was very photographical 
photographic uh, with the peace sign on the front, and when I wanted to throw people off, I'd go to the bathroom and turn it around and wear it with uh, Colonel Reb on the front instead. Uh, and I had never worn a dress before where straight white men would yell from across the street, I like your dress! <laughs> That's and awesome. So I wore that dress out because peace is still an issue. America is still at war. I think we've only been at peace for like 34 years of our entire history. So I wear my peace dress a lot. And um, I wore it to the first three conventions that I went to. And it's only because I, I constructed so many President Obama and Hillary supportive dresses that I did not wear it at this last one. Talk a little bit about some of the dresses and how you create them, because I, I saw one that you did with uh, President Obama that was absolutely amazing with photographs of him on there on the fabric. How do you how do you make that happen? Well, I, I'm i a big fan of Project Runway, a television show that um, that has people sewing with great greater skills than I own, but they also have them design fabric. And so I kept looking online for uh, some system so I could design my own fabric, and I found Spoonflower.com in 2014. Unfortunately, they could only make uh, design fabric with my design the size of a scarf. That was the, that was the limit. But this year, when I went back to their website, once I was confirmed that I was going to be a, a DNC delegate for Hillary, I saw that they were now selling fabric by the yard. So then the key, uh, Marshall, the key is a fabulous photograph. And we have Pete Sosa, the official photographer for President Obama. That's who I would bring back for a third term, by the way. And his wonderful wife, Pete Sosa, has been a, had access to our president and has taken just some of the best pictures. And that's actually what you like, um, Sharita and Marshall. Um, you like the, the photograph that I chose. And uh, and that's key. If you want to design your own fabric, it's all about what the design is. We're talking with Kelly Jacobs right now. Incredible, incredible um, world-class dresses that she's created based around political conventions. And we'll continue this conversation in just a minute. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. And we do have a question of the day. If you could pick one past president to serve another term, who would it be? Give us a call. Like I said, 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. We've got a great question of the day Today, if you could pick one past president to serve another term, who would it be? Of course, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, and we have Jimmy on the line. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Jimmy, happy Monday. Thank you. Who would you like to see to be president again? Well, it's it's a little bit different, not necessarily president again, mm -hmm. but I would have liked to have seen Colin Powell as president. Colin Powell. Interesting. Right, but yeah. I know, unfortunately... 
you know, um, even back in the day when they was being beat around, you know, the Republicans were kind of eating that young and uh, started rumors concerning his wife and, and mental issues and yeah, I, I think she didn't have a stomach for. Yeah, I think he just said, "Eh, I don't really have any time for this," and he decided, right, go, "Yeah, right, yeah." Right. So. But I think he would have made an excellent president. You know, I don't disagree with you. That's a good call. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate that. Well, we have Kelly Jacobs on the line from North Mississippi, uh, actually a delegate from Hernando, the first congressional dis- district, and a two-time Hillary Clinton delegate. Kelly, how did you become a delegate? Because I think a lot of people wonder how that process happens. Well, I can only speak for the Democratic Party side because I don't know about the Republican Party side, which can be different. So from the Democratic Party side, it's a popularity contest. Uh, you get together you and you give your speech and you pass out your flyers and people decide whether or not they want to vote for you. But a lot of it is really based upon have you done the work of the party. So most of them have seen me and know me that I'm out there doing the work of the party. They are trampled constantly by my political Facebook pages. So I don't just show up um, when it's time to pick a delegate. I'm there all the rest of the time. And you're known for your shyness, right? I am so shy, it's hard. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you've gotten past it today for this interview, to say the least. When you're a delegate and you're going to the convention, because, I mean, a lot of people watch the the conventions and they see what's going on, they catch a speech, but they don't realize that most of the fun's going on behind the scenes. It's not just the speeches. Talk about a little bit what goes on behind the scenes. Well, it just depends. Uh, The conventions have been kind of different So, like, when I went to Boston, I thought that I would get to see Boston, but instead I got to um, go meet Molly Ivins at a luncheon and uh, Gloria Steinem, who was also at a luncheon, and Dolores Huerta, which were some uh, huge uh, women icons, uh, and I was just so excited to, to see them. And unfortunately, I haven't seen anything like that in another convention since then, where there have been luncheons uh, before the convention. Instead, there have been workshops, and so you get to go to a workshop and see uh, all these senators and statesmen uh, give speeches in person. And a lot of people, they have so much magnetism in person that you just cannot catch uh, any sight of uh, on the TV, and Barack Obama is a big one. Oh my gosh, he is so magnetic in person. You've gotten to see him in person several times, haven't you? Yes, I have, and I was also invited to the White House for a, a holiday uh, party, and uh, Michelle that Michelle Obama hosted, and so I've been able to meet her twice. I haven't met uh, President Obama in person, but I have been to uh, many campaign events. Uh, in Virginia, and of course at the conventions where I saw him, and he, and at one, at I think I believe it was in Boston that he, I saw him speak, um, bef- when he was still a senator there. You, yeah, that's right, because that was kind of his introduction to the world, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I remember that because everybody was like, "Who's this guy? This guy may be president someday," and then lo and behold, <laughs> boom, he was right around just like just a few years later. It, you've done inaugurations, inaugural balls. What's your favorite? to do? What, I mean, what, what is the most fun? Well, I think that the convention is definitely the most fun because it's four days 
and uh, there's lots of different things happening. You have to decide if you want to sit in your seat and watch it or if you want to try and walk around and be a part of it. And and so it lasts longer. The inauguration was has really been a matter of endurance because you have to get up so early in the morning in Washington, D.C. It is freaking cold, Marshall. It was like minus 8 degrees or something, or just 8 degrees uh, for his for President Obama's first inauguration and for the inaugural ball, we were in standing in line for more than an hour outside. It was like 26 degrees, and the wind chill was less than that. So by the time we got inside, it was a popsicle. So I I like to do events, but not when it's torture. So I definitely have to say that the um, the conventions are the best, are the just the most fun, and you don't have to be a delegate to go. You don't have to be a delegate. You can you can go to the city and go to the workshops and try to get a pass because there are public there um, is public seating of, um, provided, and it's very exciting. So next time you're going to be standing out when it's 26 degrees, you're going to make sure you make yourself a warmer dress than than you have in the past. <laughs> well, you said you like Project Runway, and and you've gotten into yeah. political fashion, and and really honestly, I hate that I can't just show people pictures of of your dresses because they're totally amazing. This time, though, you got uh, there was a, a photographer walking past you and took your picture and you ended up on the front page of The New York Times. That had to be a life changing experience. Well, it wasn't because they cut off my head. So oh, nobody they did. Really oh, wow. OK. The next day. <laughs> that was cruel. But they showed my dress mm-hmm. and uh, and then the uh, New York Historical Society Museum called me and asked me if I would donate everything that I was wearing, my dress, my gloves, my shoes, my purse, my hat. And I thought, I, I only just started wearing this dress. I made it in May, and here it is in July. And I just thought, what a fabulous opportunity uh, and an honor to donate the dress. And actually, the Smithsonian um, Society uh, also contacted me about the first dress that I wore, the green dress, to see if I would donate it in 2017. And I wrote to President Obama, and I said, I got this sequin outfit I made of, of you. Would you like me to donate it to your library? So who knew that just some stay-at-home mom in Mississippi could actually make some art out of clothing? Yeah, and then, you know, and then the Smithsonian and you know the New York Historical Society give you a call on that, too. That's incredibly that's huge. Now, did you donate everything, but you kept your shoes, right? I went and bought a... Um, I kept my shoes. You're okay, right. There you go. It, I had to go to California to find those, but I bought another pair in a smaller size, and I donated to them. And then they told me they didn't use them because the heels were too tall and the model too tall and the model tipped over. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. On that, um, that's amazing. So, what what dress is in the future? Well, I mean, what 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 are you planning next? Well, uh, I had planned on on seeing my dress in the museum. Uh, yesterday, but unfortunately, my my daddy died, and so uh, we didn't go uh, to New York. But I'm this morning. I was planning to go to New York for the election night and see my dress in the museum, and uh, and wear some fabulous my fabulous Hillary dress that has the White House motif on the underlayer to the election night watch party, and then hopefully go on to the inauguration. I think it's incredibly cool. I just think it's so cool, the designing, that you can sit there and take pictures and make fabric. And, and of course, I couldn't. Once I did that, then I would have to have somebody else make the dresses. But that is real. You were an artist. 
just and you could take some of your like your favorite political cartoons and you could put them down on the fabric and somebody could make something out of it whether it's pillows or cover your sofa you know anything that you do with fabric uh, Marshall, you could do that, and you could uh, memorialize a sofa with your political jokes all over it. Yeah, if I create if, if I created a sofa with my cartoons on it, that's where I would be sleeping because I don't think my <laughs> wife would be very happy for that at all. On, but one one what's that? <laughs> it could be in your office. In my office, exactly. I, one interesting point is you can't sell the dresses that you make, though. I thought that was fascinating. That's right. I do not. People ask me all the time. They're like, I want that dress. Make me that dress. And I do not own the photograph, so I do not sell any of that stuff. It's illegal. That would be stealing the artwork of the photographer. Oh, see, th- there you go. I mean, I, I knew that, but I mean, I've, I'm sure you get requests all the time for those dresses. I do. I do. Every time I wear the dress, I put on, if I'm going to go grocery shopping, I throw on one of my dresses and I go to the store rocking my politics. That is awesome. So if people do a a quick Google search, Kelly, if they just uh, Google Kelly Jacobs, they can see most of your dresses. Yes. Excellent. They're on there because um, when you, at the convention, they look for people who are articulate and they look for, and they look for decoration. So I go to be the decoration, and so there's lots and lots of pictures of me through the years uh, at the convention and other places wearing my peace dress and my and my Obama dresses and my Hillary dresses and my Trump dresses. All all my different political dresses are on the internet, really. Well, I think what's so amazing and what's about the New York Historical Society museums calling you up is that they take all kinds of paraphernalia, but they don't just do everyday paraphernalia. So they, they don't just do buttons, for instance, which are pretty common. They they picked your dress out just because it was so special. And so I really appreciate you taking yeah. the time today with us today. Thank you. Very kind. I really am appreciative of this invitation to speak to you. Thank you. Oh, no problem, Kelly. Thanks. Anytime. That's Kelly Jacobs. And seriously, Google the dress because it is I'm fantastic. You, they are really impressive. I know. I just look at it going, wow. <laughs> and Marsha, your Facebook page is still blowing up. We are asking the question, um, what past president would you like to see serve uh, another term? Um, and once again, the number is 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. We had one caller to hang up so you guys can give us a call. But uh, Barbara, under your status, Marshall says, George Washington, so he could tell all the donkeys in Washington what the Constitution means and what our country stands for. What do you think about that? I like George Washington. It's been downhill since. (laughs) That was great, too. Teddy Roosevelt. There's a lot of Reagans, but there's lots of Reagans. A lot of Reagans, but it's kind of funny because now it's getting to the point where people are starting to argue with each other about their choices. Yeah, Cameron says Nixon. Why? The reason why he was impeached is child's play compared to today's <laughs> scoundrels and their actions. I know. You got to figure Nixon's ghost just sitting around going, what? Mm-hmm. What? Jimmy Carter for his decency. I got that one. So, and then somebody said, well, you obviously didn't own a business during Jimmy Carter's administration. So, oh, <laughs> I know. It's like, whoops on that. Let's see here. Uh, got- Brett says, Washington, he never liked the two party system. And I feel he'd have the best shot at breaking their downward spiral of candidate quality. This That's uh, interesting. John said Lincoln mainly so that we could marvel at what a squeaky voice he apparently had. 
Because, you know, seriously, when you think of Lincoln, you think, he must talk like this, you Mm -hmm. know. But he really had a real high voice because I was there, of course. Uh, Right. Yeah. Uh, Joe says Truman. That's the first time I saw Truman's name, I think. Most underrated president of the 20th century and a man of personal and political integrity. So we'd love to hear your thoughts this morning. If you were to pick a past president and give him another term, which president would you pick? 877-MPB-RING. That number is 877-672-746. Or you can email Marshall at mpbonline.org. We could do that. We got Ben and Tania Eichelberg coming on. Tania, I hope you've got a chance to listen to them. Google them. Also go to YouTube, type that in, T-E-N-E-I-A. Yes. And listen to that during the break because they are amazing. We're going to play, of course, one of their new songs, Reference, which is incredible. And we're going to talk to them. They're out on the road right now, but they're going to be calling in. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fantastic. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, of course, joined by the ever-talented Sherita Brent. Thank you. I guess ever-talented. I didn't want compliments. I appreciate uh, it. Well, I figure I owe you at least one today. (laughs) You do. Very good. Hey, listen, we got a great question of the day. If you could pick one past president to serve another term, who would it be? We've had some great answers so far. Social media's lit up. We've had some good calls, and we'd love to hear from you. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. That's right. So you can give us a call, or you can email us at marshall at mpbonline.org. Courtney says, George Washington, extremely worried about political fractions, universally loved and respected. Only blemishes on his record are alien and sedition acts, which he was pushed into signing by Congress. It's really interesting to see everybody's uh, political knowledge here. Well, it's kind of uh, fascinating with the play Hamilton becoming so popular. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going back and looking at the founding fathers and getting, no, of course, uh, if you get a chance and you've, you've heard the play, which is incredible, you can also go and read Ron Chernow's book on it really let you understand exactly how smart and how flawed our founding fathers truly were. So some good stuff. We've also got a few others here on Twitter that have let us know. So we got a Truman. That's good. Let's see. We've got a bunch of Reagans, Lincoln, and so that's good. So basically, let us know. That'd be great. All right. Well, and Tania and Ben are on the line. Tania and Ben are on the line, and Tywo Gaynor is sitting in here who produced it, who actually um, also made Treat and I sound really good the other day when we were doing our taping. (laughs) Uh, Incredibly good sound guy. Good morning. Hey, Ben. Tania, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. So you guys are on the road. You're You're in your RV. Which yes. I still think is the coolest story ever because you guys did a crowdfunding uh, deal on that, and that's how you got that. But congratulations. Yes. So last time we talked, um, you were successful, but now you have even more successful. So I've been very thrilled for you, to say the least. Thank you very much. 
So what's it? I, I got to ask you this question because I think I asked you this before, and I've been married for twenty three years, so I can I, I understand what it's like being in a small space with your spouse, and sometimes it can be like two scorpions in a bottle. Do you do you guys get along pretty well when you're in the RV driving around America? We do. I, our joke is nobody's lost a limb yet, so I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> that is good. No limb. That's good. You kind of need your limbs. It's kind of hard to play instruments without limbs. Um, you could do it, but, you know, it's a little, little tougher. You guys. You know, oh, go ahead. We're really good friends, and that really helps us a lot. And so, you know, the thing about it is we just have to solve problems a lot quicker than other couples, I think, because. You know, we have to go on stage in an hour, so if there's a an argument, we just have to come to an agreement on it and then work towards, you know, getting in a really good place. So I think I think we do a really good job of that. So you so you guys kind of take the don't go to bed angry uh, thing one step further. Don't go to the concert angry, basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I figure that probably would kind of screw up the. Um, the dynamic on stage if you guys are standing on one end of the stage and the other and you're kind of, kind of throwing things. Absolutely. But, you know, it comes across. I mean, when you're on stage or when you're in the videos or doing anything else, and even when you're you're playing together, you can tell how much you guys actually adore each other. It does come across. I just want to let you know that. Thank you very oh, thank much. You. We really do. Well, how long have you been performing together just to catch everybody up to speed? Uh, we've been performing together probably uh, three or four years uh, since about sometime in 2012, 2013. Okay. We've started playing together. What came first, the love or the music? Um, <laughs> My know, chicken and egg. I guess it was it was kind of it was kind of both. We started spending some time together, um, you know, just kind of hanging out casually and then the music sort of came after that so i guess i would have to say the love sort of came first oh that's awesome that's yeah. awesome so and I, i've got to give you um a big props here too because i've really kind of got addicted to some of your videos you used to tape um you did one on visioning that i thought was incredibly brilliant because here you guys had a dream and you know you want obviously everybody wants to be famous and everything but you really explained out how important it is to have a vision of what you want to do because this was a little bit back in the past and it's kind of neat because you guys have done exactly what you said you were going to do yeah thank you so much for that and that's a big big deal for us to really tell people to get clear about what their vision is you know our big thing is before we had any money uh, towards our crowdfunding, we stood in RVs and we believed that we would be fully funded. And we would stand in them and say, well, well, we'll have the money. We'll have the money because we believed in our vision and we had a clear vision and our dream to uh, take our music on the road. And the same thing for our relationship as well. It's really creating a vision of what we want for our marriage. And so I think it's really important that people get clear about what their needs are and what they really want. And thank you for saying that, because that's a really, really important thing for us. Yeah, and it's, I think it's important for anybody, any artist with a dream to hear that, because I think what y'all did was absolutely brilliant to sit there and say, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do, and then you did it. And I think that's uh, worth sharing. Thank you so uh, thank much. You, um Got to, got to, number one, where are you right now? I mean, I know you're on the phone, and you're probably in, in the RV, but, but where is the RV? We're in Sacramento, California right now. No kidding. It, it's not on fire. Everything's okay. 
<laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, always got to check on California, but um, you you guys stay on the road a good bit of the year, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, for sure. But that's how you know that's that's how you make the cash register ring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's how we the the whole purpose is to build a fan base. So you know that's part of why we stay on the road so much is to grow our fan base. Right. So you're doing a you're kind of doing the California West Coast leg of the tour right now. Yeah, we've uh, we've been fortunate enough to have a nice fan base here in uh, kind of Sacramento and and more in the Bay Area in the Palo Alto, California area. That's so amazing. But you choose to yeah, live here, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you were in Arizona before you were here. What what made y'all decide to come here? You, you know what's kind of funny? Uh, last year at, uh, around Thanksgiving time, we uh, were coming back to Mississippi to spend some time with family. And it was it was kind of a big surprise. We, we had so much support from, from family, from friends. We kind of felt... Uh, kind of a pull to spend some more time in in Mississippi and the more time we spent there and the more we played there we had more more and more support from different people in the different neighborhoods of Jackson the state government level from the you know the Mississippi Arts Commission um, it, it, it was really incredible it, it was kind of unexpected and, and, and very surprising and, and, and very welcome in fact and and it was really nice well, one of those one of those support people is sitting here with me in the uh, studio. A guy that you might recognize, Tywo Gaynor. You might recognize that name. Hi, everybody. Hi. Tywo. Hey, Tanya and Ben. So, number one, I will I will vouch for the fact that the guy's absolutely brilliant when it comes to sound. Yeah. You know, because he he he, Thanks, he, he does some of the sound work, or he does all the sound work for us on the television show, and so. Um, I know his his skills, but you've got a new song out called Reference, which is uh, we'll refer to here in just a minute. Fantastic song, absolutely gorgeous, and he helped produce that, didn't he? Yeah, right. it was such a cool thing. We went over to hang out with Ty Woe to record another song, and the last ten minutes, he's like, "Oh, let me show you what I've been working on," and he had this instrumental that was so beautiful, and I was like, "Ty Woe, you've been holding out on us." I was like, "This is amazing." Uh, can I write something to it? So I just went home that night and wrote to it because I was so inspired. He's he's so incredible at what he does. Yes, he really is. And and you truly, you know, and I understand how creativity works. You have those days and those moments and realize, hey, this is totally a God moment. Yes, it was, it was that. Yeah, definitely. Talk about, talk about your role as a producer. Obviously, you had the music. You had uh, the kind of gave that seed to help start something absolutely gorgeous. Talk about you know, are you responsible how it feels, the technicalities? I mean, I'm just trying to understand that. Right? Well, yeah, I've, I've been composing music for a while, um, and this was one of those moments where I had a weekend, my kids went out of town or something, and I was able to produce a track, which is not often because, you know, with a, with a one-year-old and a two-year-old, it's hard to do anything outside of being a parent. But this, at this point, I, I was able to sit down and put, compose something, and as soon as I finished composing it, the first person I thought about was Tania, and I was like, you know, this is not something typical Tania would sing to, but it 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 it, sound, it made me think of her. And then uh, we had that recording session the following week, and we were doing another song that Tania's writing. And after the session, I was like, hey, you, you want to check this out? And I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> 
I didn't want to, you know, I, I definitely didn't want you to hear it at the beginning because I was like, it might throw the whole session off. And she'd be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> you just <laughs> killed the vibe. I cannot imagine them being mad at you at all for a million years. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, and um, it was it was great. And she, you know, Tania wrote a really nice song to it. I mean, beautiful song. It was very moving. And here it is right now. Yeah, here it this is. This is reference. Help me through this crazy life. Sympathy is hard to find. Beauty stops and bathes the mind. Under the street light, under the daylight. Empathy is hard to miss. We proceed like all there is. Holding on to new spread lies. I leave the street light under the day tonight. Give me a reference. That is Tania's new song, Reference, and we will talk a little bit more with them about the song and its meaning and an incredibly strong, powerful video that's with it as well. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, yeah, we do have a question of the day. If you could pick one president to serve another term, who would it be? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We're not destined to survive, to love again, to love again. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. That is the song Reference. It's by a new song by the amazing band Tania. Of course, that's Ben and Tania Eichelberger, and they're on the line with us right now. And their producer, Tywo Gaynor, who happens to be also uh, a friend of the show and, and makes me sound good on television. So an all-around very talented man, not only uh, sound-wise, but also a very good uh, mu- music writer as well. So... That song is absolutely gorgeous and powerful. And talk about the lyrics on it, because it was, I mean, it's one of those, I sat there and when I heard it the first time, I'm going, wow. And you said this was something you just came up with over the weekend. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was so moved. And, you know, I was so um, kind of frustrated because our message is about love and equality. Right. With how, you know, we have people that, still don't understand Black Lives Matter and still don't understand um, how hard it is sometimes in this country to get people to connect the dots. And so what I wanted to do was do something really positive, right? Right. Give me a reference to the civil rights movement and and how we can all come together in a better way in our country. And so, you know, the lyrics just kind of flowed. Um, It was one of those things that it wasn't a really hard thing to write. It was just what was on my heart. And so I wanted to do something loving. And I think that's how I approached reference. Yeah. The video is it's, it's also powerful in which it's uh, pieces of the March on Washington, if, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. How did you decide to come about and do that for the video? I am, I go off of intuition uh, when I write and when I do anything and, 
And as soon as I finished the song with the lyrics, I thought this would be awesome with old footage because I wanted to do something that people couldn't argue about, right? They couldn't say, well, no, it was wrong. <laughs> you know, anything in the past was wrong, that they could really be appreciative of uh, what we've been fighting for in this country. And so I, I found all this beautiful stock footage, you know, it was royalty-free and as soon as I saw it, I, I could see it in my mind, and, and I didn't have a lot of technical skills at video or editing, but I, I figured it out. I think Ben set me up with a, a yeah. editing software, and I just put the pieces together for the video to what I saw in my head to come together um, to present for this video. Yeah, I think it, it was a it was a passion project for sure. Yeah, and, and it shows. I mean, it really does. You can always tell passion projects is usually like way better than just the average project because you you know your heart's in it, obviously, and um, it really does complement the song very well. Ty, well, let me ask you this real quick: Was it a challenge to produce? Because a lot of times when you're doing a song, you have to go through like 19 takes or whatever. Was this one that they just everybody sat down and they just kind of blew through? Well, it was in, it was a very interesting process because it was it just the process was completely organic the the track was created completely separately outside of what an idea of a song would be yeah and then we came in and we recorded it we recorded a, a demo of it and the demo we realized during the demo process that we needed to change the uh the note we went we did a step down yeah to the key of d and um we uh we had been recording all day so we decided to take a break go get some sushi and we wrapped the session, and then uh, Tanian, I sent Tania and Ben the, the mix that the music mix that we did, mm -hmm. and they recorded in their trailer. Oh, really? Again, ben <laughs> did the guitar yeah. parts all at their studio, and then they just emailed me back all of the tracks that they did, and then Ben came over and we mixed it at my house. And so this, all of this took place within a couple of days. Really. So, so you just revealed something very fascinating. They have a studio in their trailer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell you this, this trailer is awesome. This I've is, been, I've been. They have a bar in there. There's couches. There's all kind of stuff. It's wonderful. It, 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 make, be, it makes me want to just, yeah, just yeah. get one. It's definitely been over. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, we we think it's groovy for sure. Um, so we took our back room that was a bunk house when we first bought, bought the RV. Uh, it was brand new, and we remodeled it into a, kind of a tracking room. It's like a little studio booth and. Yeah. Uh, we multi—it's a multi-purpose room where we, you know, have our clothes, which is our show clothes, like my dresses and Ben's, you know, dress shirts, and we use that for storage. But we also can track in the room. We did a sound deadening, you know, kind of part to the room, and yeah, we we repurposed some of the foam from some of the beds that used to be in the bunkhouse, and we turned it into uh, basically a tracking booth, so that we can record songs and demos and different things while we're on the road. I'm going to put y'all on tiny houses on that show, Tiny Houses, because I, I think you guys would be would be an awesome episode. It should be the tiny magical musical house. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Tania and Ben, I had a question for you. You mentioned Black Lives Matter, and and you know the the point of the song was a passion project. Do you feel it's your responsibility as an artist to make socially conscious music? I feel like it's my responsibility to spread love and equality. So I would say mm -hmm. yes, and and and. I'm not trying to do it in a way where I'm I'm being aggressive. My approach is love, right? Right. So when I'm frustrated about something like that, instead of we we had another concept for the video that was going to show all the things that was on you know, were on the news at this point in time, 
and we took a different approach. Like, how can we show people loving each other? Because I think that's more powerful. And so I, I do think it's a big uh, part of my purpose, and our purpose is yeah. to talk about love and equality and respecting people, no matter if they're black, white, Asian, Mexican, gay, straight, transgender, bisexual, it doesn't matter that we should all come to a point of love in this country. And so, um, you know, that's our mission and, and that's how we show up. So I do think it's a big part of, of uh, what we do every day when we play shows. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a lot easier to uh, educate when you're entertaining people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because people pay attention then. <laughs> hey, let me yeah. ask. You said something. You said you do everything on intuition. Um, I take it that that Ben drives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you would be surprised, Marshall. Tania uh, actually does some of the driving while we're on the road with this. Uh, we drive a Ford Excursion with a big thirty-two-foot uh, trailer on the back, and she does a great job. Well, I can believe she'd be a great driver. I just figured you might need a GPS so you can get where you're going, because I know how that intuition. <laughs> I'm like, I'm intuitively wanting to go left. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I drive into the sun, we'll get into California. <laughs> hey, listen. I appreciate y'all just taking the time out, and and I hope next time you're in town, maybe we can get you into studio again. Because I mean, y'all are such a great couple, and it's always good to talk to you. Oh, oh thank you so much for having us. Of course, the the new song is reference. Uh, fantastic, look it up. Um, just incredible. Ah, very nice. All right, well, that's the show. It's been a good show. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening. And we're going to do this again next week. But I want to thank Kelly Jacobs for being on with us, and of course Ben and Tania. And, of course, Taiwo, who's sitting here as well. We'll do this again next week. Sharita, thank you very much for producing. Coming up next is Southern Remedy. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. See you next week. We pretend that love's the war Just to have a story to board To add and take away, add and take away Call to face another day Got the story that tells us lies to survive to love again to love again to love to love to love to love yeah, yeah, yeah.